0: Welcome to our brand new show. It's not that complicated, so listen close. We'll go through IMDB, reviewing all of Tom Hanks' movies. Hank's Bank, Hank's Bank. Hank's Bank, Hank's Bank.
1: Hank's Bank, Hank's Bank. Hank's Bank. Jamie, uh, give a slow round of applause. Slow round of applause, okay. Give a slow round of applause, okay? I want you to clap like your life depends on it. Do you know why I want you to give a slow round of applause, Jamie?
0: Oh, God, looking at this on my fucking audacity is horrible. Uh, Yeah, why, why?
1: (laughs) Because... It's mission accomplished, Jamie. We have solved this whole thing. There are no problems anymore. You want to know why? Because Tom Hanks is back in America. That's right. Tom Hanks has left the dangerous, dangerous Australia, where there's, I don't know, spiders and snakes and stuff, and gone to America, the country with more coronavirus than anywhere else in the world. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, mission accomplished, problems sorted, Tom Hanks is back where he belongs, and we're fine.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and, and I like that you think that this is our mission that we've accomplished yeah. somehow. We Jimmy, were instrumental in bringing I have bringing been on the
1: phone to several different foreign offices, okay? It's, uh, it's been a complicated thing. I've been talking in one ear to the Australians, talking in one ear to the Americans, and I'm like, get your band tanks back, and I'm like, all right, mate, crack a shrimp on the barbie to the other guys, and uh, together we made this happen. Sympathetic. That's that's what international relations is all about.
0: I was going to say, if you've been speaking to several different uh, international embassies, you've been doing it wrong. You definitely only needed to speak to two. You're a little bit inefficient to start
1: with. Who knew this? But um, you know the Australians—they were actually trying to kidnap Tom Hanks. Um, When when the Americans found him, uh, it turns out they were trying to program him to believe that he'd always been Australian. Uh, And you know, look—I respect all these doctors for saving his life, and I I respect them less for trying to brainwash the man into changing his nationality. Tom Hanks is, and always will be, American. All right. Did you? So I had to call up both embassies to stop this nonsense.
0: Did you see the um, uh, conspiracy theory that I'm not going to say? I believe it. But, you know, I'm willing to entertain the idea uh, that um, it was just a little bit convenient that before really, especially in America, anyone was usually taking coronavirus seriously. And before there were really any, ma- I think it came out, I think it even came out before like the high, the high profile NBA player came out. He was really mm. the first high profile of any sort. So for it to be such a high profile person was kind of crazy, especially in Australia where like no one had it. Um, So there was a conspiracy theory going around that the government were just like, look, Tom, you're in Australia. No one's going to check. Can you just say you have coronavirus so that people start to take this a little bit more seriously? And look, I'm not saying I believe it, but I am saying that coronavirus is driving
1: me to the level where I might believe it. I mean, you know what? I I think now, above ever, is the time to start buying into fake news and conspiracy theories, Jamie. If we can't buy into fake news, Jamie Jones, uh, then (laughs) when can we? So thank you for bringing us our weekly dose of That's Not News, That's Fake News by Jamie Jones hello uh, and normally... welcome
0: to no oh damn it <laughs> Dragon, what were you... no 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 no. what were you gonna say i, I was gonna start oh. the show but fuck that
1: <laughs> oh i was gonna ask um you know how are you doing this week but of course as we know uh, nothing's happening so i was gonna return well... to another episode of uh of podcasts and dragons with jamie
0: Oh, oh, so, uh, I well, I, I believe the um, Choose Your Own Adventure story that we are telling very much is a, is a cold open, sort of, for this sure. podcast. So it definitely okay. should go before our go intro, um, although I guess technically a cold open would come before the theme song, but that's yes. not the structure of this show. We're really breaking the mould where our cold opens come after the theme song, but before I introduce what the show it's- is.
1: It's like you've taken a cut of ham out of the fridge and left it on the table and it's warming up, but it's not necessarily hot yet. It's just like, you know, warming. So it's <laughs> it's a cold-ish open. How just, did you, you know, warm up? slices ham? of ham, you know?
0: <laughs> okay, right. Hit me. Uh, so when when we left uh, our, um, my intrepid adventurer of me uh, last, yeah. I believe I had just escaped from a vampire uh, by um, yeah. just confidently telling him to fuck off
1: yeah pretty much uh you go outside uh and you see that you're you're in a dungeon um do you go left or right
0: i go outside and i'm in a
1: dungeon well you leave your room you're in a room you leave the your room okay. you're in a dungeon Okay. <laughs> was, like I a aware?
0: was i aware previously that i was in a dungeon was i expecting no, to probably... step into a dungeon
1: no, as far as you know, two weeks ago you were just a, an ordinary podcaster and now you're in a dungeon and you've already met a vampire. It's kind of weird.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, so, sorry, what are my options after I step outside the uh, the dungeon?
1: Go left or right. <laughs>
0: uh, well, um, interestingly... Uh, I'm going to I'm going to answer all of these like I'm on like a daytime quiz show where they need to really fill out and they just give really long backstories for why they know answers to things. Um, So interestingly, uh, Alexander, um, I'm actually uh, left handed because I write with my left hand. But I do everything else with my right. So I punch and I kick and I throw uh, with my right. Um, So while you might think a left-handed man like me uh, would choose to go left, I'm actually going to choose to go right so that I can lead with my more powerful fist uh, should I come across any adversaries.
1: Okay, you proceed down the tunnel, Uh, it's dark, it's dreary, there's a lot of moss on the walls, there's a faint smell that suggests that, you know, no one's showered in a couple weeks down here, and you don't like that, it's gross. Uh, At some point you reach a big stone archway, uh, but in front of the archway uh, is a gnome. Uh, Do you want to either speak to the gnome or just start punching?
0: (laughs) Well, as we know, I was already leading with my fist, so uh, look I'm gonna I'm gonna bart Simpson this. I've been swinging my fists anyway. If this gnome gets in the way, that's his problem.
1: Alright, roll a D twenty <laughs>
0: Okay, right, um I'm gonna pretend to roll a dice and make up that I got a twelve.
1: Why did All I not right, say two, a
0: higher um... number? Why would I make up a twelve?
1: So, uh you you post punched you know, can kind of like above the gnome, and it like, let's say, hits the top of his head, so he topples over, but he doesn't really sustain any damage. He gets up and is, uh, is very angry. Uh, what are you doing, mate? Uh, he says, I'm just your helpful uh, e- 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 uh, uh, e-commerce gnome, all right? I'm just a, I'm just a helpful cryptocurrency gnome, all right? I just, want, I just wanted to ask if you wanted to get on the ground floor of my uh, gnome coin. Uh, of course, uh, you realize that he's trying to get you to invest in GnomeCoin. Do you respond positively uh, and ask how much a gnome coin is to whatever you have in your pocket? Uh, or do you keep punching?
0: Oh, I keep punching, baby. Let's let the <laughs> that's okay, good times uh, roll in French because so first... I'm a wanker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because the first one was a surprise attack, we'll give you another attack. Roll to your d twenty. head yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I thought this was a choose your own adventure. when did it become d i I don't know. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, oh, and that twenty. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, oh man, you punch the gnome so hard, he bursts into a pile of gnome coins. Do you choose to either uh, pick up the gnome coins, or uh, just leave them? Screw cryptocurrency. You don't need money down here. Well,
0: screw cryptocurrency. I do not need money down here.
1: Okay, um, you 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 walk past the cryptocurrency through the door, uh, and that is uh, our our episode uh, with it podcast within a podcast of uh, Dungeons and Podcasts and Dragons with Jamie. Um, <laughs> so that's one more dragon in in the podcast. Hello,
0: and welcome to Thanks, Thanks the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Loxon, and with me, as always, is my co-al. host Say hello, Al flow ow so uh yeah clearly as everyone can tell uh, our mental states are um really thriving uh, in mm-hmm. in these times uh i would like you said nothing happened this week something very important happened to me this week uh, um i at the age of uh, 26 discovered my first gray hair uh so <gasps> quarantine is fucking uh just 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 slaying quarantine right now it's great for for, for my brain, for the outside oh, bits hair. of my brain, what called hair. Yeah. Um, how are you?
1: I <laughs> just like the idea that, like, <laughs> your hair is the outside bits of your brain. So every time you get a haircut, you get dumber. Yeah. Um, <laughs> haircuts are just a means of control by the state uh, to keep people from evolving to full galaxy brain. Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, I am about to move to a new place, uh, which oh, will be. Oh, that's good. exciting. The month of April, so that should be very interesting. So, fingers crossed with that. Um, I, uh, this week in Canada, uh, not in BC, but, but in Canada, um, the biggest, baddest bear woke up. Uh, apparently, it is the biggest bear in Canada. Apparently, he is in Alberta, which is not that far from BC, uh, and he's awoken. So, I am fully assuming that I'm going to die wait, soon. And... Wait,
0: wait, this, that wasn't a metaphor. That's actually just like no. a fuck off big bear.
1: There's just a really big bear in Alberta. Let me see if I can find his name.
0: Um, okay. Uh, well, why are you doing that? Um, two things. Firstly. I know that we uh, generally have always joked that we we only converse through podcast.
1: <laughs> but uh, I, I literally I did not know you were moving. That was how I learned. On one the sec, podcast. one second. Sorry, uh, quick. Yes, oh. Have you connected to the headphones? Sorry, the guy's cut out here. Have you connected to the
0: headphones? Uh, have they just died then? We'll be right back. Hank's back welcome back to hanks bank uh the delights of uh quarantine recording uh results in uh, occasional technical issues but it's just an, a, a lovely excuse for us to uh, show off our uh, lovely theme tune once more um and and it is my favorite part of the week when i just get to edit Bum bum boom bum. hanks bank um so alexander we were discussing yeah. bears you have mm-hmm. a bear have you found the yeah. name of the big bear
1: yeah, uh, so the bear technically has two names. Uh, okay, the bear's great. bear's first name uh, is, technically, is number 122, which is a pretty badass name uh, for a bear. But uh, he also is called The Boss, um, which is a scary name for a bear. Uh, uh, apparently, he's very tough because he may have been hit several times by a train and survived, which, you know, is impressive. Uh, you know, I like this fact. I like that this bear is just fearless of trains.
0: I, I don't I don't know if that so they say that he is he is tough because he got hit by a train no I think that's evidence of his toughness I don't think that being hit by trains made him more durable
1: <laughs> it just showed the durability he already has that's true that is true the boss is a scary bear and Jamie uh, I know that before the disease finishes me off the boss will eat me alive so that's that's what I really <laughs> care about all right
0: Um, and the other bit was, um, so yeah, I, I've learned on the podcast that you're, that you're moving. Uh, so I mean, I guess maybe I should do this off the air, but like, are are you going to have internet
1: in this new place? Should we start banking some episodes? Uh, no, no, we should have internet. That should be fine. Um, so that all should be
0: good. you're, you're depriving our listeners of... The best episodes we ever make, which is when we record two or three episodes in a week, and then we go insane.
1: Here's Um, what happens. The second episode we record in a week can sometimes be better, but by the time you get to a third episode, inevitably we're about four seconds away from killing each other. Um, (laughs) absolutely. Oh yeah, someone makes a joke and the other person is like, I hate you i hate you i hate you so much
0: yeah we've we've had a shockingly low amount of tension on this podcast for many yeah. months uh and i i feel like changing <laughs> that <laughs> Uh, so, of course, uh, I said it up top. We, well, I didn't say it up top. I said it about ten minutes into the podcast. Uh, but we are the show that chronologically reviews Tom Hanks' entire MDB. But that's not all we do here. Of course, there are aliens. What aliens, you ask? Well, yes. One day, uh, as me and Alexander were walking through Trafalgar Square, a place that Al pretends to never have heard of, but of course he has heard of it. Uh, no, not Trafalgar Square. We weren't even walking through Trafalgar Square. We were walking through exactly. Piccadilly Circus. What are you um, <laughs> Uh, I know uh, Al may uh, day by day be forgetting uh, the the various uh, landmarks of London, uh, but I shall not. Uh, We were walking through Piccadilly Circus and we saw a trampoline. Uh, I'm giving up halfway through this. I can't go and listen to. Oh, no, no. Em-
1: James- oh, no, no, no. Okay. Okay. Hold your horses, alright? Okay. <laughs> we saw a trampoline in allegedly Piccadilly Circus. If you can't tell verbally, I was using my two fingers to make the bunny shape, which I think means quotation marks in this sense. We were bouncing. We were bouncing like two bouncy boys. People are around us. They're like, bounce, bounce, bounce. We bounced. And we ended up on a spaceship because of a tractor being that pulled us up. That's fine. Aliens are like, look, prove yourself to us. There's a thing called the United States of Space. Ah, forget about it, forget about it. We were looking at these cute baby Yodas, so we weren't really paying attention too much. They're like, prove your worth to us, you can join us in space. And we're like, yes, oh, let a, me tell you. I think a key you. piece
0: of lore uh, that people uh, have been asking me about, and I would like to clarify, uh, is that the young versions of these aliens are baby Yodas, but they do not grow up to become Yodas. They mm, grow up to no. become what we are calling normal aliens. What does that yeah. mean? Fuck you. That's inappropriate uh, to
1: ask. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on, guys, come on. All right, we, as we know from the Star Wars universe, uh, the Yoda species uh, are very rare, and they can't all grow up to be Yoda, right? So they grow up to be other aliens. That's the important yeah. thing. Normal aliens. Anyway, so we're like, look, best person in the universe, Tom Hanks. They're like, great, prove it to us. And we're like, uh, don't watch all his films. Most of his films are crap. Uh, as this is happening, um, Jamie's lost track of me because I've pulled out a lightsaber. I've sold on my lightsaber, and I have massacred all the baby Yodas. Anyway, uh, Jamie's going on saying, like, Alan, we'll, we'll watch... Like, you know, all the kind of Tom Hanks films, and we'll give you his best ones, right? That's absolutely fine. We'll give you his best ones. And in the background, you just hear the sound of a thousand baby heroes being silenced. Yeah, going (laughs) full Anakin
0: Skywalker on these fuckers. (laughs) It was a horrifying scene. Now, we haven't really gone into much detail for it, uh, simply because of the truly harrowing and, Mm. um, dare I say, traumatic experience. I mean really me creating this podcast was recommended by my therapist uh, as a way of dealing with having watched my dear friend just go absolutely postal uh, on about 19 to 3000 uh, yeah. small uh, rodent like uh, adorable little children
1: That's true, that's true. And, look, you know, as this happened, the aliens were crying. They were like, can Tom Hanks save these people? Can Tom Hanks save our babies? We go, no, Tom Hanks can only save Earth. Uh, But Jamie uh, kind of, uh, you know, puts his hands on the floor and he casts a resurrection spell. And uh, (laughs) all at once... Two thousand eight hundred and sixty-four baby Yodas rise in the air, their dead bodies resuscitated, uh and and brought back to life. And uh, now, Jamie is hailed as as a miracle worker.
0: Firstly, I don't <clears throat> I, I, I believe this is the second time we've spoken about how you brought the Baby Yodas back to life. And, I did, I'm 100, did. Uh, and I'm 100% that that's not how we said it happened last time. But of course, guys, we have to remind you that when we're telling this story, this happened in October of 2018. This was a long time ago. Sometimes we might forget some of the details of what happened. It was a traumatic experience. I may have, you know, buried down some of these experiences. So sometimes we might tell some of the story. And then sometimes we might tell a completely different version of the story simply due to, you know... Lapses in our memory. It's not because we are making this all up on the spot, and I would really like to fight anyone that might suggest that. Secondly, uh, obviously, yeah, you did mention there that I did resurrect uh, all of these baby Yodas back from the death, and I should be heralded for my heroic efforts. However, Uh, I want to make it clear for people that uh, the kind of magic in which I dabble uh, unfortunately wasn't able to bring back these Yoda baby Yoda's memories so they've actually fallen behind uh, uh, on sort of a lot of their foundational knowledge that they will have learned in those early years Uh, so what we while we have saved the baby Yoda's uh, we have created uh, a whole generation of baby Yoda's that are you know two to three years behind their peers in in, uh, you know neural development Uh, so you know swings around Abouts, really, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't make it back to a perfect situation after your friend has murdered so many children.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, you say that, Jamie, but uh I think I found the perfect situation when I told these baby yodas that I was their god and they started <laughs> worshiping at my altar. That's right, I am now the god of the baby yodas despite by having murdered them. They believe I resurrected them and they follow me and me alone now. uh But yeah, yes, you did, anyway, you did, you did,
0: you did really abuse that situation to your oh, gains. Oh, okay. uh, anyway, we. We got back to the uh, the, the aliens. Of course, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we, you know, finished off talking about how, yeah, they're going to blow us up if we don't prove our worth to them so we can join the United States of space and replace them Eight, which is going through a process of flex it. Obviously, yeah. and we said we're going to go and we're going to bring back a bunch of Tom Hanks films that prove our worth to them. And, you know, the ones that are going to save humanity. Uh, we've been chronologically doing that for oh, over a year now, um, and they don't seem that convinced yet. Uh, so we think that they may have unleashed coronavirus on the earth uh, in order to, uh, you know, speed up our um, efforts Anyway, all of that, we don't need to know any more about that. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that at this point, Alexander. People are shouting it from the streets. What they don't know about is this week's film. This week's film is The Terminal, released in 2004. Um, And as always, we're going to give you a little bit of historical context and a little bit of show context, tell you a little bit about what was going on in the world at the time in uh, the lovely year 2004, and then we'll tell you a little bit more about the film itself before delving into the plot. Oh, yeah. Now, people who listened last week know that we're releasing... Many episodes about films that came out in two thousand and four. So Al is doing all the historical context for two thousand and four, and I believe either next week or the week after, I'm going to have a quiz. So yeah, Al, what have much. you got?
1: What have you got for me this week? I forget if I mentioned it last week, Jamie, but uh, two thousand and four was, of course, the famous for many things. Uh, George Bush re-elected, hooray! Uh, Ronald Reagan <laughs> uh, passes away, hooray! Uh, Justin Timberlake uh, tears the top off Janet Jackson uh, at the Super Bowl uh, coining the phrase wardrobe malfunction uh, forever ruining Janet Jackson's career for many many years uh, despite the fact that it was not vaguely her fault uh, wait of course- it's that it, I didn't know that t- t- Justin Timberlake tore it off I yeah, know about the it? incident I just That's thought what- like her boob fell out no, 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 no. It was he tore the top off her, exposing her, I think, right breast, but maybe it was a oh, well, left what, breast. I can't why sure. does that matter, Alexander? <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, I, I think it's vaguely important. Um, but yeah, he did this. Uh, she was then blacklisted by most labels and pretty much all like TV stations and I was blamed on her despite the fact that he was the one who tore her top. Um, I think it was... I think and Justin Blake suffered no consequences for it, so it was entirely bullshit. And um, but, you know, hey yo, it happens. Uh, outside of that, uh, some other kind of fun facts. Uh, 2004, of course, uh, the year Red Dead Revolver comes out. Uh, where, I believe, Fable comes out. Where Far Cry comes out for the first time. So, a few video game facts for you there. Always very cool. Um, other than that... Uh, uh, also, the year uh, that... Uh, da, 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 da. Morgan Spurlock uh, gained a load of weight for the seminal documentary uh, *Super Size Me*. My internet has really cut out, and so all my fun facts uh, I I had nicely up uh, have disappeared from my Google Sheet. But that is ah fun. exciting! You wait, you did it in a Google Sheet? Yeah, it was a mistake. Okay, I made mistakes. <laughs> not a liar, right? I'm not a Why smart man. Why did you do it in a, a fucking smart Excel man. I'm not a spreadsheet? Proud man. <laughs>
0: Um, well, thank you very much for that. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to my quiz next week, which is going to include things which you did not say in the episode yeah, once your Google much. Sheets recovers itself. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, let's have a little talk about the terminal. Uh, before we plow mm-hmm. into the plot, I'll give you well, I'll give you a little plot summary. As I mentioned to people last week, they could have watched it, uh, so I hope plenty of people have. It's on Netflix, uh, so you could have watched it. But for anyone who hasn't watched it, uh, the vague idea is that um, Tom Hanks is a man from a uh, nondescript uh, Eastern European country called Krakosia, Um that, that is flying into. script
1: right? If nondescript well, means like it doesn't have a name. <laughs>
0: Okay, fine. I uh, not generic. not real <laughs> generic. Not yes. an actual country. Um fictional. fictional. You know that oh word. <laughs> <laughs> um called uh yeah, Krakovia and he arrives at New York um uh, and while he's in the air, Krakosia, uh ceases to be a nation uh, and thus he is trapped at the airport, not being allowed to be deported uh, mm-hmm. and not being allowed into the country. Uh, and Stanley Tucci, as a member of the, uh, I was about to call it the DEA, that's the drug enforcement, um, oh, the yes. customs, customs people. TSA. Like well,
1: TSA. It be TSA now, I'm not sure the TSA, the TSA back then.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, but um, he, he's the person who keeps Tom Hanks there and it tells us the story of how he lives in the airport terminal, hence the name mm. of the terminal. Um, for put some respect I, on that name, all right? He's time. called the Tooch. The Tucci, of course, and will be only referred to as such from now on. Um, so, yeah, that's the uh, idea. It is obviously starring Tom Hanks and Stanley Tucci, as well as Catherine Zeta-Jones as the love interest. Uh, it also has a young Diego Luna and a young Zoe Saldana. Uh, Diego Luna as one of the other airport yeah. workers. Um, that becomes one of uh, Tom Hanks' friends. And Zoe Soldana as the, um, oh. not the customs, the, the visa agent um who Diego Luna wants to woo we'll get more into that uh yeah this film came out in 2004 uh Steven Spielberg directed it um following uh Catch Me If You Can Uh, He very famously for both of these films in a uh, post 9-11 America just wanted to make some sort of fun, happy films that happened to include the idea of travel and airports um, due to a huge amount of fear that was uh, surrounding them at the time. And also he just didn't really want to make any action movies at the time. He kind of just wanted to make happy films that could uh, I think the quote is something along the lines of that could make us uh, laugh, cry and feel good.
1: I mean, he does um, make War of the Worlds, I think, the next year. Yes, so he gives up. Dark, he, do- he, does does 11, he does the terminal.
0: He does the terminal, and then he's like, right, I've made the world happy, done. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> I've solved all the problems.
1: Go. Now let's examine off it. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, fair enough.
0: It's uh, based on, uh, well, part based on, partially inspired by whatever you want to call it, Um, an actual example of a man called uh, Mehran Karimi Nasseri, uh, who stayed in uh, Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris for 18 years. Um, 18 years? 18 years, from 1988 to 2006. The only reason he was released in 2006 was because he got ill. Um, Now, if I can click through, I forgot to actually look up uh, why. Um, uh, Why the hell was he... Uh, he was expelled from Iran uh, and then uh, while fleeing uh, and going through here en route he was trying to get to the UK uh, but he got his documents lost while he was on route uh, and thus wasn't allowed out of Charles de Gaulle airport uh, quite why he was there for 22 uh, years uh, no 18 years uh, I have no clue yeah, go google if- it
1: yourself do you feel this would have become a priority after year like three? Like I, I don't know. This film takes place over nine months, and everyone gets yeah. really stressed out. Um, yes, well um, before 18 years.
0: It had a budget of 60 million dollars and made 220 million dollars, so it was a very successful box office film. Obviously, due to Tom Hanks being uh, really at the uh, peak of his fame at the time, and really anything he make would anything he made would yeah. make a shitload of money. Um, uh, but it critically received middling reviews. I think it has something like uh, 50% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, while it was a box office success critically, it was not as lauded many considering it to be one of Spielberg's worst
1: films. Um, Can I just say, just before we start, yep. like I miss the days where a film could cost $60 million and make $200 million, and that was a success. <laughs> Rather than nowadays, wait, if a film doesn't make a billion dollars, people are like, "Well, that film flopped." Yeah. and also every um, movie seems to be made for over hundred million.
0: The uh, score is uh, by John Williams, very famous. Obviously, mm. Harry Potter, Star Wars, all sorts. And um, most Spielberg and films,
1: are, a lot of Spielberg films are done by. Him yes, as well.
0: they yes they work together uh, a lot. Um, and just in terms of the, va- a few of the things about. Krakozia itself. Uh, I'll maybe yeah. talk a little bit about this as we go through the film. But yeah, as I say, it's a, an, a fictional country. Although, and and it's very much fictional, but they do draw on some. Uh, it's clearly supposed to be some sort of Balkans, former yeah. Soviet bloc sort yeah. of country. Is the vague idea betwi- behind the politics when it comes to the language uh, that um, Tom Hanks speaks in the film? Uh, it's Bulgarian because his father-in-law is Bulgarian so Rita Wilson's father is Bulgarian so both his accent and the language that he speaks is often Bulgarian they also sing uh, the Krakosian national anthem in the film uh, but it is actually the Albanian national anthem uh, <laughs> with garbled gibberish words um, and we will come back to that uh, and uh, there's also a decent amount of uh, sort of Russian and stuff in yeah. some of the texts that they use and things like that um, so yeah they they weren't going for any Thing specific, uh, but Tom Hanks, specifically for his performance, uh, pulled a lot on uh, Bulgarian uh, simply because that's what he had access to. His father in law was Bulgarian. So that is the lovely story of uh, The Terminal. Oh, also, uh, obviously, Tom Hanks and um, Steven Spielberg worked together on a lot of films. Uh, this is the only film that they'd worked together on that does not receive any Academy Award uh, nominations
1: interesting um, is the next one I assume the next one is Bridge of spies after this right yes so there's a quite a big break between the two so yes, that's a, a yeah. break actually
0: yeah isn't she Um, Uh, They didn't win any awards and they were like, fuck you, stay away from me. You're Um, toxic, you're
1: toxic to me.
0: So, Um, let's talk about this film. The Uh, film
1: begins at everyone's favourite place. Uh, Of course, that being immigration. We see people walking by, there are people getting their things stamped. America, friendly. Um, There's a group of... Tourists from who seem to be of Asian descent, um, who are being like chased by immigration for whatever reason. Maybe they were smoking yes, well, something I didn't quite understand. Uh, yes. uh,
0: basically, Stanley, Stanley Tucci, uh, who is uh, running the um TSA the or whatever equivalent,
1: the Tooch, sorry,
0: um, is watching over the cameras and then says to one of his colleagues, uh, what's their reason for coming in looking at this group of um Asian people? Uh, and they say visiting Disneyland, and he just goes. Have you ever seen a group of Asian tourists and not one of them has a camera, and then they use that as enough evidence to fucking arrest these guys? <laughs> Jesus, a- um, now it turns so, so- out that they're clearly correct. They must have been smuggling sure. something or something like that. Uh, but that's that's used as our setting off point for the Tooch is great at his job.
1: Is it? Um, I thought it was the beginning for Tooch Really, is crazy. Um, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> bit of both. Um, but yes so so at we this see point, Tom Hanks land yeah.
0: uh, and we get the first uh, example of Tom Hanks speaking in an Eastern European accent as he will for the whole of this film um, now I would like to say that I'm I have no clue how good Tom Hanks Bulgarian accent is it might be phenomenal it, it could be I have no clue I will say it sounds real fucking dumb coming out of his mouth <laughs>
1: Um, it's so, weird so from Tom Hanks we, accent. It we is, I'm sure we like, are going Hello, to do. I am Tom Hanks. It, yes, it's not...
0: I, I, it's, it's like I, I think unfortunately with uh things like Borat having come out,
1: yeah,
0: even though Borat is like nowhere near that sort of um that area, but anyone who is doing that sort of slightly broken English, um, accent, whether it be uh, sort of a Middle Eastern or a um uh, or an Eastern European it just always comes across as comedic now that we've had those sorts of characters. Um, But it's especially silly when you know someone like Tom Hanks because you know him and you know his voice. Um, So yes, we will continue to... uh, do playful impressions of Tom Max's oh, performance oh, yes. throughout this. Uh, but yeah, so he, he has arrived and he is happy. He is in New York. Happy. Oh, yay. Good.
1: good. Jamie, uh, you're speaking way too much English for this point of the film, all right? You stick to speaking <laughs> Bulgarian. i will speak English, okay? Uh, yeah, he's happy. It's a great time. Uh, he goes to immigration. Uh, he goes to get it stamped. And instead, he's pulled out of line by ICE or the TSA, whoever the hell it is at this point, um, Home Armed Security. And they put him in a little cordoned off uh, box uh and he can wait and eventually he goes to meet the tooch and the tooch begins to explain to tom hanks uh, a man who uh doesn't speak any english at this point no. in just english he's like we're gonna get a translator but actually who cares uh your country doesn't exist anymore As yeah just let like out- you
0: know while you've been in the air uh your entire <laughs> there was an entire military coup uh yeah. and you are now stateless uh so- thus we cannot let you into the country and they take his passport and his ticket
1: this also begins uh, a, a, the, the, the kind of the only real problem I have with this film, which is me trying to figure out international immigration law, because oh, yeah, this absolutely. begins to get really confusing. So, effectively, yes. because his, because there was a coup in his country, and the new government said that all passports issued no longer exist. I think also the State Department refuses to accept the legitimacy of the new regime, and therefore basically he can either contact the old, you know, contact the old country to get a replacement. Nor can he enter, enter the America
0: because, because yeah, he doesn't person. have a valid passport.
1: Sure. He can't. At this point, they say he can't claim asylum. Later on, they say he could try and claim asylum, but he's not claiming asylum. So that he's kind of screwed there. They say here are a bunch of we'll try and figure it out. Hopefully you won't be here for too long. Here are some like vouchers for free food. Here's a call card, like a 15 minute call card. And, you know, you, you have to say in the international, international terminal. You cannot leave the terminal. If you leave the terminal, you'll get arrested, so you stay in here, you you know, that's where you're remaining until um, we get this sorted out. He's like, yes, they go, where are you trying to go? He says he's trying to go to, I think, 116 Lexington Avenue or something, the Ramada Inn. He has a suspicious can of peanuts that uh, the Tooch is very obsessed about. Uh, and, yeah, at this point, he's kind of set loose on the terminal. He goes out. Again, he speaks literally no English. He loses all his um, food vouchers fairly early on in the game. Um, and they're kind of swept up by a uh, cleaner um, who is of Indian descent um, and seems to be very pissed at him for a reason we don't know yet. Uh, yes,
0: well, yeah. Uh, also, we learned that uh, the Tooch is up for mm. promotion. Yeah. Um He currently runs like the customs uh or whatever at that airport uh, but he's uh, in line to get a promotion so he really doesn't want uh tom hanks's character to be here because it looks bad on him mm-hmm. uh so it becomes clear that basically he was hoping that this man would just try to flee the airport like that he would he would put him in the airport and then tom hanks would just get bored and try to run out and then they could arrest him but they can't arrest him until they have, they have probable cause so he wanted him to do that and tom hanks is not doing that he's sticks about he becomes yeah. resourceful uh he learns that if you return the uh, carts that the, the luggage trolleys uh, you get a quarter for each of those mm-hmm. so he uh starts to get some money through that he starts to eat yeah. some burger king he goes to the visa
1: desk every single yes. day to uh, zoe saldana um mm-hmm. Who runs he brings the, the blue form at the beginning. She says, you need yeah. to bring the green form. He brings the green form. She's like, you need to bring the light green form. He brings the light green form. But as it turns out, he can't come because his visa is no longer valid because he's from a country that no longer exists. Yeah. It's, a, uh, it's a nightmare. Alexander,
0: have you played the game uh, Papers, Please?
1: Uh, a little bit of it. I haven't finished it, but yes. Softly. So
0: um, this is a very nice reference. But Papers, Please is basically a video game in which um, you are playing a fictional uh, Soviet country. Uh, yep. And you play a passport guard at the country's uh, borders and constantly you are given more and more complicated uh, documentation and uh, validity uh, documents that you need to check to let people in the country. It's actually a very dark game that is uh, a lot of uh, political commentary on uh, mm. fascist regimes. But yeah. there is a character in that game who constantly returns to you and speaks in broken English and brings you a very clearly fake passport and you go, no, no i need a real passport and then he comes back and he has a real passport and then you go no i need a uh, I need a valid work permit and then he goes and he comes back and he's just got a paper that says work permit scribbled on it <laughs> and then you go no for god's sake please come back and he just keeps on coming back and forth uh, and for some reason this character uh, tom hanks in this early state just made me piss myself because it reminded me so much of this yeah. character from papers please
1: just constantly I'm- coming back and "Go, look i have passport now yeah look you're letting me in country now yes good at this point of the game, also not the point of the game, the point of the film, also it's not a game, it's a film. Um, Tom, it's more to remember, like Tom Hanks does not speak any English. Like he begins no. to try and learn it. Uh, he kind of sees on the the screens around the thing some news reports about uh, Krakovia, but um, he doesn't understand what they say. So he kind of gets a uh, b- a book about. I think he gets a two newspapers. One in Bulgarian, whatever it's in. Yeah, and one it's, in, I think it's um, like
0: a guide to new york and yes, then one's one's, in, uh, and one's one's in uh and one's in english and then he starts reading them side by side yeah. well, uh, so he starts he reading about...
1: the bit about friends okay yes he yes, knows he what this is all about he learns that yeah. he learns the phrase 50 um, yeah. 50 which he tries so to he, say yeah he
0: starts to use that
1: to learn to be able to read the news reports sure. as well as to be able to communicate with now, people again i hate to say this um that might allow him to learn to read english i don't suppose that would allow to learn like help him to learn to understand verbally or like speak it
0: yes it is it's around this point that uh, i sort of started to realize that this is the sort of film that is almost like disney-esque in that mm. shit yeah, that just yes, but... is completely unrealistic happens in this film and you just kind of need to buy into it yeah But for example, one really unrealistic thing, Tom Hanks playing an Eastern European man for no (laughs) goddamn reason. It just makes no sense. Why would they
1: ever cast him? But
0: you just kind of let yourself, you let yourself believe it. And then you get past it and then it's,
1: it's fun. So the two just getting madder and madder, right? The two yeah. kind of uh, clear uh, emblems of his madness. One is that he uh, basically tells us he creates a new position as the acting supervisor, whatever his name is, which is basically his thing is customer like help person who goes yes. around and just collects all the trolleys so that he can't. So he can starve this man. He wants this man yes. to starve. Um, uh, so and the other thing instead of starving, then, oh.
0: Well, yeah, yeah what so The say- other
1: thing is that he then tells Tom Hanks, uh, you see those two doors there? On Tuesday at uh, 11.15, there's going to be no one guarding those doors, so you'll be free to go outside and, uh, you know... Be, be free, my pretty. Be free, go to New York, and he's like, uh, no, he doesn't do that, Tom yeah. Hanks obeys the law, okay?
0: Yes, but uh, well also because as Tom Hanks is about to go out, he sees that the video camera is very yeah. clearly watching him, uh, so he, he figures out that it's a trap, which it was, yeah. Stanley Tucci just wanted him to leave so he could arrest him uh, yeah. and get him out of his hair.
1: Oh, um, also, I've got to say, he's also living at Gate 67, um, this is about part of the film I did not understand for a long time, uh, Gate 67 was kind of a shithole, but I thought, okay, fine, JFK, why not? Um But then he starts, like, taking it apart. Like, he kind of starts ripping out the seats and stuff. And I'm like, this is made after 9-11. I don't believe that you can just tear off seats at an airport. And that'd be okay. Uh, I found out much later in the film that the gate is closed for renovation, which I guess is why he can do that. But (laughs) I'm like, Jesus, this is enough reason to arrest that. Um...
0: Yep. Yeah, so at this point, now that he's uh, figured out he's in here for the long haul, uh, he starts mm-hmm. to defend some of the employees. One being Diego Luna, who works mm-hmm. in the food department. So he gets food off this man in, um, yeah. in uh, what's the per- in return for speaking to Zoe Saldana. Diego Luna is obsessed with Zoe Saldana, setting up for hands down the most ridiculous thing that happens in this movie, and I fucking love it. So we'll get to that. Uh, But so um, he goes to Zoe uh, Saldana every day and says, hey, so you'll like a movie? I have friend who want to know what movie you'll like. Uh, And slowly, actually, Zoe Saldana does seem to uh, warm to this. It seems sweet. She starts to be less uh, robotic and saying, please go away. Stop. Go away. Next, please. Uh, And starts to answer these questions. So that's sort of the...
1: Um, the the track for that uh, plotline. What were you going to say? Uh, nothing. Yeah. So that, that's kind of going on in the background. Um, he's also kind of has a running feud with the cleaner, uh, the of Indian descent, who seems to think that he's a CIA agent. Yes, um, yes. Because
0: uh, the reason he thinks it's a CIA agent is because he bumps into Catherine zeta Jones, our love interest. Yes. Uh, she is uh, a flight attendant, so obviously regularly comes through this airport. Uh, one point we see her slip over. Um on uh on a wet floor Tom Hanks helps her uh, and is kind to her and clearly starts to think oh she's very pretty uh the cleaner also sees this uh, and is convinced that why would this man ever know a pretty woman or be able to speak to her he must be a CIA agent they meet in the airports uh, and they're spying on us um yeah so we start to get this uh, sort of slow meat cute uh, of Catherine Zeta-Jones. So the middle part of this film sort of takes a little bit of a step away from the Tucci, Tom Hanks stuff uh, and mm. starts to look at this uh, constant meeting and, uh, between Catherine Zeta-Jones and Tom Hanks. They, she comes through the airport semi-regularly uh, and he uh, chats to her. He discovers that, ah, I've, I've knocked out my headphones. Oh, um, yeah, Ooh. Yeah, he discovers he... that
1: um, she is kind of dating someone um, and then finds out that this guy is married. Yes, Uh-oh. so she is, she
0: is the side piece for a married man. Uh, and we essentially start to get... Uh, he listens in on her having that phone call um, and... Yeah. And then uh, he walks past Tom Hanks and she goes, all men lie and pulls the out of surface sign yeah. off the phone and puts it on Tom Hanks. And this starts um, essentially the only character piece and uh, only piece of information we really learn about uh,
1: Catherine Zeta-Jones. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Her entire point is
0: men lie and are awful to me, but
1: also I always go for awful men. Uh, First of all, Jamie, I I completely reject your uh, suggestion that there's only one piece of information. We do learn uh, one other piece of information that I love, which is that she's obsessed with Napoleon. That's right, because she's an air hostess. Uh, she likes to uh, narrate and she likes to read long history novels because a apparently long history novels are cheap. I don't believe that. I don't think that's true. And they're also very long, so good bang for your buck. So she's reading like this massive biography of Napoleon. Which don't you just know it? Tom Hanks, the history buff, of course, that we know him to be, loves Napoleon. So that's how they make the conversation together. So Jamie, the yes. characteristics are hates men, loves Napoleon. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> very clear. Uh, yeah. Um, scale.
0: So yeah, that uh, that sort of progresses. Uh, yeah. They eventually have a date, which uh, sure. Tom Hanks, you know, connives to have all of his friends. Who he becomes friends with the cleaner eventually. Yeah. Um, they they and Tim quite him scene
1: and, They to so just to kind of set this up. Um, yeah. He and kind of uh, through Diego Luna through. Kind of joins this the kind of gang of him the cleaner and I think the guy who does like baggage check or something, um yeah. and they play poker together and they kind of bet for you know things found around the office the, 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 the unclaimed um uh, lost and found items um including apparently shares underwear which is really creepy but uh, <laughs> they also put him through a X ray machine because the Indian guy uh, I forgot his name so apologies for not knowing. Calling in oh, We, we um, never,
0: we never, uh, it's uh, Gupta Rajan if you want to use his name. When have we ever
1: used characters' names? No, in that's these? true, but I don't feel comfortable just referring to someone as the Indian guy. That's very I fair. Feel that, I feel that's, uh, yeah, maybe the line for me. Um, so Gupta is, yeah, kind of pushing through an actual x-ray machine, which is so <laughs> dangerous. This guy's yep. just exposing him to radioactive materials so he can see through his body to see whether or not he's wearing a wire. He's not wearing a wire, it's fine. However, he has this creepy can of um, nuts but no, no one knows what's in the can it's kind of suspicious at this point and when asked he says jazz that makes no sense but I guess we'll find it later in the film I'm also not sure I think by this point he talks to uh, Gupta and he's like what are you why are you here and Gupta's like uh, I murdered a man. Well, not murdered. a <laughs> man. I, I tried to murder a man.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then I fled my country, but because uh, no one really cares, like, as long as I'm not doing anything, like, bad in America, they're not going to deport me.
1: Uh, the dream of America. You can be a criminal elsewhere in the world, uh, but it it doesn't matter either. there. Um, and, you know, that's why when you get the little uh, immigration cards which say, have you committed war crimes? If you tick it, it's fine. They don't care as long as they're not war crimes committed in America. Very important. Um... So yeah, she he has the date with Catherine Zeta-Jones. Catherine Zeta-Jones says, "Oh, I've broken up with my um, my boyfriend." Uh, she doesn't come to say she's broken up with her boyfriend, but she kind of keeps getting paged by him, and she's there as she kind of always feels like this, a kind of side piece. Blah blah blah. Tom Hanks is like, "You don't need that." She goes, where do you live? He's like, I live at the airport. She's like, oh, we all live at the airport, don't we? He's like, no, I live at the airport. And she's like, oh, we all live at the airport, don't we? Come on, let's throw away our pages. And they throw away our pages. That seems like yes. a weird thing to do, but sure. Yes, okay, uh,
0: yeah. and Keely, uh, Tom Hanks's pager was how he was going to be informed uh, if he was free. Like, Stanley Tucci mm. gave it to him to let say, like, this is how we're going to let you know that you're free. Uh, also, like, during the date, there's just a great bit of wholesome comedy and, like, with uh, all of his friends helping out as, like, waiters and stuff and no, being terrible. Diego Luna is a terrible waiter. And mm. then uh, Gupta is, like, doing entertainment, like, spinning plates and stuff. Uh, it's it's, really it's great fun. I love it. Um, I really so, yeah, they have um, their date. Um, around this time, he also starts to work in the um, airport. He's been trying to get a job uh, since they took away his... Uh, Access to money and he starts to renovate. He just renovates a wall one day um he yeah. just, for the shits and giggles, and then the contractors come in and go, Oh, who the hell was this? Oh, it must be on Harry's team. Harry's trying to steal all my good guys. You're going to work for me now. And so he works as a contractor uh, in uh, the uh, airport. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of other shit happens that's not important let's vaguely get towards the last uh, third this, of
1: this the, oh th- yeah sure the, the kind of two important things that do happen basically are um, one uh, there's a scene with a guy from Russia who has come yes that's come where I was going to get to and um, at this point uh, whatchamacallum uh, the teacher's is fed up with Tom Hanks. Apparently, Tom Hanks is making more money per hour than the teacher's is making. I don't believe that's the case. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We he... learn that Stanley Tucci is earning nineteen dollars an hour. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Sure. Um, the, so he basically like just puts Tom Hanks into detention. Tom Hanks gets like taken out of the kind of general thing. He gets put in detention, which really pisses him. Um, however, the this guy is kind of uh, holding a knife to his throat. You know, shouting something in Russian. They don't speak Russian yeah. there. Because they go, okay. He... They think this he's trying
0: at- to smuggle drugs in or smuggle sure. medicine in.
1: This is at this point that um, uh, the tutor is getting inspected by like the the head of the department, oh uh, nationally, to see whether or not he gets the job permanently. He goes around. He kind of successfully goes. Uh, you know, what you got there to a guy with a bag of walnuts going through security. And he's like, oh, some walnuts, for, some Brazil nuts for my like, mother-in-law. And he's like, oh, you mind if I have one? And guess what, guys? He's smuggling some cocaine or heroin. I don't know which one. I, I'm not an expert in these things. And the <laughs> head of the board are like, oh, what are you doing there? How did you know that? And he's like, if he's uh, got a mother-in-law, why is he wearing no ring? Uh, echoing a... Um, line from Frozen in years to come and by the way I don't see no ring um, however he goes and he finds this guy holding a knife to his throat that was pretty unnecessary to say but to set up what's happening um, they get Tom Hanks because they're like oh he's Eastern European he'll speak Russian he doesn't speak Russian but sure he goes in he's talking to the guy that he, he's saying oh it's for his dad he went to Canada There's to get medicine, medicine for his yeah. dad He didn't. they're saying well he needs a permit to bring medicine into the U.S. and he's like, "Well, I'm not going to the U.S. I'm stopping off in the U.S. to go to Russia." And they're like, "Why are well, you smuggling these drugs, aren't you?" So you're going to have to leave these drugs. And he's like, "No, no, no! I need them for my dad. I need them for my dad." Tom Hanks is translating all the time. Um,
0: they're uh, like, and eventually, gonna- they they drag him away. Uh, and as they're dragging uh, the Russian man away, uh, Tom Hanks says the best line in this film, which is, "Is for good. <laughs> it is not for dad." Is is, is for God? The word in Krakowian for God and for Father they they quite similar and and I get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going to be quoting is for God for He's the for rest God. of my life. It's great. Um he and crazy. yeah. So Sandy Tucci is like oh you that's bullshit. You've seen on the visa forms that yeah. he doesn't need uh, a permit if it's for an animal. That's bullshit uh okay go on bring that man over here make him say it make him say it again in a bit that makes no sense sure. uh tom no. hanks says something, to he yeah, he says something to the man he doesn't speak any english he says something in in russian so, to the man tom hanks speaks uh, and to the him man in just russian. goes goat they go- <laughs> goat and then they <laughs> let him free they just let him free for no like how did he know to say the word goat in english
1: yeah uh, it's, it's ridiculous um, but yeah. So, so at this point the guy's leg free he's able to take the medicine to save his father illegally might I add yeah. uh, and at this point uh, the teach in a moment of rage grabs Tom Hanks like slams him up against a photocopier where the photocopier begins copying up his hands
0: and yep. then he's like,
1: don't you dare do that, you're making me look like a fool Oh, you're, you're a monster, no, even worse than that it's like, but you're going to know why um, you know, people in third well, third rate countries like yours had to queue up for toilet paper, while people in my country we do X, Y, Z, which is hilarious because uh, now people in America have to queue up for toilet paper <laughs> yeah. too, so his sense of smugness was, uh, you know, wildly misappropriate, um uh, but unfortunately, for the tooch, he turns around and, uh-oh, they're the people assessing him for this job, and they don't like the fact that he's assaulting
0: someone. He? Yes, yes, unsurprisingly. Uh, we then get, again, a thing that makes no sense, but I love it. We got to Gupta telling this story, saying, uh, and there was a man, and and he stood up to them, and, and, the, and the Russian man got to go free with the medicine for his family. And everyone goes, oh. Who was it? Who was the man? Go on, telescope, to who was the man? And then he holds up the photocopies of Tom Hanks' hands and goes, It was Victor! It was Victor! How are they are supposed to know from his hands that it's Victor? I have no clue. So... But then everyone takes these photocopies of his hands and hangs them in their shop. And so Tom Hanks is walking through the airport and everyone in the airport is like nodding and smiling at him while Mm. there's photocopies of his hands behind them.
1: So he's a god. Uh. He's, He's ascended to the realm of airport god. Um, which, which is serious. That's kind of the main thing. Um, at this point, you know, look, the Tooch is mad. The Tooch yeah. is angry. And the Tooch needs to get his revenge. Um, at some point, uh, Tom Hanks tries to bring a peace offering to him. Uh, you know, the teacher's office is decorated lots of fish. So Tom Hanks, having earlier in the film won a uh, big fish, brings it to try and, uh, you know, make amends and try and be like, look, can we be friends? To which the Tooch is like, if I don't leave here, you'll never leave here. Which is... Disturbing. The teacher's yes, a bad
0: yes, he, guy. He, yes. He's turned into full-on Disney pantomime villain at this point, and it's, it's, it's great. great. um, um So then, basically, this point he Isn't this when he vaguely reveals to Catherine Zeta-Jones, like
1: what's going on?
0: Um, yeah, yeah. So like, the
1: teacher t- t- needs to hit her, wh- hit him. Of course, Hanks, his nemesis. The reason why he's failed in life. The reason why he's only earning fifteen dollars an hour, which should be the minimum <laughs> wage, but isn't the minimum wage. Um, you know, it, 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 he decides he's going to get this revenge. Uh, so he goes and he steals his girl. He's missed a Stealer girl. That's right. Tom Hanks was waiting to give her some roses or whatever. And um, uh, the teacher reveals to Catherine Zeta-Jones that she, that Tom Hanks is in fact, uh, you know, not a building contractor. He's just a homeless guy living at this airport. Yeah, he's living <laughs> and they at the airport. need to know what's in the can. They need to know what's in the can. What's in the can? What's in the can, in the can they ask.
0: Yeah. Uh, And so she goes to him and she confronts him. She gets very angry with him uh, for lying to him. uh, Unfairly. He does say that he lives in the airport several times. Yes, he has literally expressly said to her multiple times, I live in the airport. Um, And he said that he's a building contractor, which he is. He works in the airport as a building contractor. So he has not lied to her. I, we'll get to it. I fucking hate Catherine Zeta-Jones' <laughs> character in this film with a passion. Um, anyway, so she uh, asks him what's in the can uh, and he pulls out... Uh, now, I didn't know this, but this is apparently a famous photograph uh, called A Great Day in Harlem. Mm. From the peanut can, uh, and a great day in Harlem was a photograph uh, in the fifties of fifty-seven different uh, jazz musicians, fifty-seven of the greatest jazz musicians of the time. Um, and he says that his father found this photo uh, in a Hungarian newspaper. Now, I really have to question if they've made up the crest, the the country Krakowia. Why do they then say it was in a Hungarian newspaper? Why not just say it was in a Krakosian newspaper? Anyway, um, so he discovered this uh, portrait and he vowed to get the autographs of all 57 people uh, on it. Uh, Tom Hanks pulls out these one by one uh, in in what is gen- obviously I'm joking about, but it's a genuinely heartfelt scene. It's very nice, yeah. um, pulling out each of these um, autographs one by one, naming the musicians, and then he says that there was one left that his dad died before he was able uh, to get it. Benny yeah. Golson, saxophonist. Mm-hmm. So he was going to New York to get that one last signature as a as a. Um, uh, uh, Honour of it, yeah, symbol of respect yeah. to his dad. Um, so, and um, at this point, also, she kisses him.
1: You've also forgotten, Jamie, the really important thing, uh, guys. Uh, do you know what uh, Napoleon gave uh, Josephine after he invaded? I think Bulgaria. I can't remember. Uh, no, you don't remember. Huh, fools, you don't read enough Napoleon biographies. That's right. He gave her a fountain, and Tom Hanks has built her a fountain. Um, yes, I, I, in again, the airport confusing i guess uh, this woman is just meant to be trash but sure we'll find out more later um yeah. that kind of happens you know they're reunited it's great a couple days later josephine comes back and guess what tom hanks is free the the country to some extent the country has been um re- you know I, th- I think peace has been the- declared uh, yes he's once again a citizen of a country i'm not sure this is quite how this works but sure um, he's once going to sit in this country everyone's at that kind of bar everyone's having a drink it's all great Joseph- uh, this is
0: when they sing the the uh, albanian national anthem yeah. in
1: garbled language sure. Catherine zeta jones shows up and she's like i got you a one day visa to go leave uh the airport right to go into New York. you can get the signature you can go to your dad he's like yeah. great fantastic uh, but just-
0: keely she he says how did you get this and she says oh a, a friend a friend got it, and it's very clear that that's actually the friend is still yeah. the uh, married man that she's decided to go back to, and she's just like, "Sorry, I told you not to get involved with me. I'm a terrible trash. I'm <laughs> trash." <Have we> <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, I
1: agree." <laughs> have we forgotten? Uh, so, th- what I love is actually we see the we see her kind of partner she's having the affair with. Um, yeah. And two things I love this. One, at the beginning, she says the line, which I, I love this line, where she's like, I, I I recommended that they get couples therapy. So she gets really upset that, that the reason why she said it at the beginning is the guy's going to spend the 4th of July with his wife. And she's yeah. like, how can I be surprised? I said they should get couples therapy. I was rooting <laughs> for the Holmes English great line. But also yeah. that this husband is looks really close to John Kerry uh, who was yes. running in 2004, and I have to assume this is why John Kerry loses, okay? This is the <laughs> only logical reason for me why John Kerry lost that election. It's because the terminal slandered the man as a philanthropist, not philanthropist, as a philandering, uh, you know, womaniser. Uh, so shame on you, John Kerry, shame on you. Um, but yes, yeah, so she goes off. She's like, oh, I'm she, a trash she's baby. Like, I'm, yeah,
0: I'm a, I'm a Terrible piece of trash, but I'm here's one thing baby. one nice thing I'm gonna do for you and then I'm gonna go away. Um and so she gets in the one-day visa. He takes that to Zoe Saldana. Oh, we forgot! Oh we forgot my favorite bit! Oh shit <laughs> So Zoe Saldana, and Diego Luna. I need to talk about this plot because it's fucking mental. <laughs> so again, Diego Luna has not spoken or even seen Zoe Saldana once in this entire fucking film and he's just been sending Tom Hanks to talk to her, he's just been sending her the whole time and then one day Tom Hanks turns up with a fucking engagement ring and says, my friend wants to know he'll be waiting at gate 34 for your answer, they've not met once (laughs) So she just decides to do it. She just, she said, she likes, she goes and she meets Diego in this character with that engagement ring. And so we found out that she likes Star Trek. So she does like the Trekkie, um, uh, the, the finger salute. thing, and then turns around her hand to reveal that she's wearing the fucking engagement ring. And then they ride through the airport on a luggage trolley that says, Just married. It's the most insane thing in the fucking world. So it I, makes
1: no sense. I have to assume the only thing which would make sense, right, is they started dating for a while and we didn't see it because that entire plotline is dropped for, I'm going to say, about an hour of this film. And I have to assume that during that time they're meant to have dated, but they do not show it at all, so that is not the logical thing to assume. The logical thing to assume is, as you said, they just got married and we've <laughs> never met each other. Um, oh. which is brilliant so yeah that, that, um, so yeah, that that,
0: that had happened sorry but let's cut back to um yeah he's he's got the one day visa uh, and he finds out that he actually needs Victor uh he needs the Tooch to uh, sign it uh, to allow him to actually do it yeah. um
1: but so Jamie, is the teacher he, good guy or is the teacher bad guy
0: uh, I don't know my computer's just maybe turned off i don't know hmm am i still recording no i'm still recording it's fine we've just okay. been recording for so long that my computer went to sleep
1: That's <laughs> um so yeah jamie the tooch bad guy good guy
0: Oh, I'm gonna go with strong bad guy. Strong, strong
1: bad oh, guy vibes. That's right. The teacher's like, uh, "Guess what? There's a plane back to Cracovia. Uh, I'm the new, bo- I'm the new superintendent, and uh, you're getting the fuck out of here." And Tom Hanks is like, "But I got the visa to go to uh, New York, and then I, I make my father proud." And uh, the teacher's like, Nabra, you're going to Cracovia because I hate you for no reason. For no reason. He hates this guy. <laughs> He's not done anything bad. He's just no. lived." Uh, he's like, oh, but I, Tom Hanks, and I want to go. And he's like, oh, well, uh, so he has some superintendent. It's my job to get rid of uh, undesirables. <laughs> For example, your mate uh, who, at uh, the luggage check, oh, well, he's a... Um, he, he
0: runs uh, underground uh, poker, poker games. At, Brings uh, in alcohol,
1: is. marijuana, which is illegal, to be fair. Like, not to be fair, he's freaking in a panic of weed. Um, the other guy, Diego Luna, is, uh, you know, bringing... Uh, he, un- he's- Letting people, people into in the, the
0: food and stealing uh stealing food. Oh, that's not good. He'd have oh, to lose his job. Oh, and I mean... your friend Gupta, he's a fucking murderer. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty bad, I guess. I might have to do something to him. So basically he threatens him. He says, If you don't go back to Krakosia, uh I'm gonna I'm gonna Uh, just ruin all your friends lives
1: we're coming up to the best scene in the entire film Um, so so, so so Tom Hanks he then goes to walk to go to the airplane he sees the first guy the guy's running the poker ring the poker ring guy's like where are you going he's like I'm going home he's like don't give up he's like we'll help you no no I'm going home same thing going home sees Gupta Gupta's like where are you going and he's like, I'm going home. And Gupta's like, Yeah, little bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah you are a you're, fucking you're, coward. You yeah. you absolute pussy. I hate you. Yeah. He like throws <laughs> his thing on the floor. Tom Hanks is very upset. Tom Hanks is being escorted out by the security guard. The security guard was there seeing all that the Tooch was saying evenly. And Tom Hanks walks off to go to the gate. the guard goes, Hey, Gupta, alright? The Tooch knows that he murdered a dude and he threatened to fire you. So Tom Hanks is waiting at the gate, and he's upset. You know, all his friends were really mean to him, especially, of course, Gupta, who was a complete arsehole, thought he was a CIA agent, and then called him a coward. What a traitor. He looks outside, though, and all of a sudden, Gupta is running outside, holding... Holding a mop, ready mop.
0: to and Square
1: this shit right now. Yeah. And he's just walking up to this giant, like, 747, like, dreamliner, holding this... And and but he goes right up to the t- he goes right up to the tire. Again, under and the plane.
0: It. No way the pilot can see him at all. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and then, it. And then the pilot, the pilot manages to break in time and then I shit you not. Forty-five police officers, all armed to the teeth, come and arrest this man. Yeah. <laughs> and so decides uh,
1: to to literally no one I guess I'm going home because yes, Tom Hanks it's, can't it's, hear Tom, him. No. Tom Hanks is watching but cannot hear this man. This makes yeah. no sense. Um. So at this point the conclusion flight is delayed. <laughs> He's like, yes, I've got my chance. <laughs> the Tooch is horrified. He's like, oh no, Tom Hanks finally has time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so yeah, Tom
1: Hanks starts walking so, towards the front Gupta's door. is arrested. And, yeah, is yeah. arrested. Tom, Tom Hanks starts walking towards the front to like Exit the airport, and again, yeah. no one is. Cons- none of these uh, other people working in the airport are concerned with Gupta, who's just been in reps they- <laughs> and will be put in jail for years. Like <laughs> yeah. they start following after to Tom Hanks, and Tom Hanks is like, "I gotta do it. I can walk out those doors, and you can just be on those doors." Now, again, yeah. this is still illegal. I know he has the visa, but it's not signed by the teach He is still technically breaking the law. This is not okay. Yeah, he kind of goes out the door. Everyone's following behind him. Blah blah. Yeah, they get shamed. The police officers.
0: A line of police officers there, including the Tooch's right hand man that we've seen throughout the film. We've um, mentioned it once. Uh, yes, we've no we've not mentioned once, it once. Because why would we? Handsome. Fuck you, it's your fault. This film's on Netflix. Watch it, you cowards. Yeah, come on. Come um, on. So
1: is um, that the gay? Uh Tom Hanks is like, I'm I'm going to New York. The uh the the, the right hand man says turn around. And he all this way through, we know the right-hand man. It's not like the Tooch. He's not evil, okay? He's like lawful neutral. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, turn around. Tom Hanks turns around and uh, he's like it's cold outside and the guy takes off his you know New York PD police (laughs) jacket in a moving moment and puts it around (laughs) he's wearing a jacket anyway It's not that cold (laughs) (laughs) and says go outside break the law and uh, you have to remember that like earlier in the film the tooch after like assaulting this like man without a country is told to have a bit more compassion so which is weird that the tsa is telling someone to allow people to break the law but okay because yeah. these police officers they have compassion because he's breaking the law he goes yeah. outside he hails an airport in a very american accent. and he's like taxi <laughs> not so <such a> stupid <laughs> at all he's about to get in um, the taxi of course he he's captain to jones yeah <laughs> all they do is just
0: kind of look at each other then they leave that's the end of their fucking story because this was never really a (laughs) rom-com ever it's just a normal film with a fucking romance plot plugged in for like a third of it with the worst woman ever
1: he goes to 116 lexington avenue but at this time, you go around to the teacher's pissed all right? The teacher's right hand man has betrayed him, so the teacher's gonna to catch Tom Hanks. It's the last thing he does. <laughs> He's coming up with some extra police guards. These are his secret police guards, clearly, who are they're very loyal to him. That's yeah, that <laughs> the one right hand man. The more secret, we haven't seen these guys ever. He runs out after him. Tom Hanks is in a the cab, and they, they're like, Do you want us to stop all traffic going in and out? We can probably find this guy, search every car. And the teacher looks at the Tom driving away and goes, there are two <laughs> airplanes coming in in the next half hour. They'll be bringing in 2,000 people. We need to look after them. Which is just so weird. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's the full, me.
0: like, like Disney, ah, uh, oh, you, you yeah. bested me. The villain giving up. Like I say, this film is... It be- it's basically like a magical realism <laughs> film that yeah. just has completely bonkers shit happen just for like it being wholesome. Oh my um, so nuts. Uh, so yeah, so, they go, so he goes to the jazz club. He meets the guy. Uh, he, the guy says, <laughs> like, "This is hilarious as well." Where he he meets him and says, "Hey, you know, I'm a really big fan of yours. So I got to get your autograph." And then his piano player just starts playing <laughs> music, even though he's clearly in the middle of a conversation.
1: And he goes, "Oh, sorry, got to start playing." <laughs> <laughs> Wait we'll a, a sec, um So, so Tom yeah. Hanks actually gets it signed. He kind of looks out. He puts the last name into his ja- like jar of jazz. Yeah. Um, and then he gets in a taxi. The guy's like, "Where to?" Which, like, by the way, yeah,
0: is yeah, Scott yeah. Adsit from fucking Thirty Rock for no. Yeah, contacts. that's what I thought. It, it was him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Weirdest yeah, yeah. um,
1: cameo ever. Yeah. Pete. Um, and then. He goes like where to, and he's like home. That doesn't mean anything to a taxi driver. No, that
0: exactly. It's just said I'm going
1: home to a taxi driver. like the if if this
0: movie lasted ten more seconds, it would have just been Scott acting going where the fuck is home, you idiot? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so anyway, Tom that's Hanks. the end of this film.
1: Yeah, that's the end of this film. He kind of drives off into New York nighttime, presumably to go back to his war-torn country where <laughs> you know this is all crazy. Why not? Life's going to be um, fine apparently. Let's 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 talk about. Um, this movie, Jamie. So, of course, as as long-time viewers will know, but first-time viewers won't, we review things uh, based on uh, three ratings, and then we have a one-binary yes or no. Uh, so, of course, it's how good is this film out of five? How good is Tom Hanks in this film out of five? The Tom Hanks Dick Meter out of five, and then of course a binary uh, is uh, this going your Hanks bank? Yes or no? And yeah. um, So, Jamie, uh, how good do you think this film is out of five?
0: Ah, oh, so. I watched this this morning. Uh, and obviously, given current situations uh, in the general world, um, I, I was looking, hoping that this was going to be, I was really hoping this was going to be good. And you know, famously, I, I hate rom coms. Um, yeah. And so I was slightly hesitant when I went into it, knowing it was a rom com. I then, in the first 10 minutes, thought, this is so fucking dumb why is Tom Hanks talking in an Eastern European <laughs> accent? Why did that, like, in uh, both me and my girlfriend said this, like, we've had this a couple times recently where it's like, just because mm. you can get Tom Hanks doesn't mean you should. <laughs> and, like, it makes no sense that he is cast in this role. But it, it, it was still entertaining, but for the wrong reasons in those first 10 minutes. I was laughing at it thinking this is ridiculous. And I don't know what it was, but, If you just kind of buy into this, it's fucking great. I loved this film with a passion. I'm willing to accept that it was probably just a case of right movie, right time. Like, it's just a really dumb, silly movie at a time where, like, you are looking for escapism in movies. You're looking for something to take you out from the stress of what's going on. And this really does that. I'll, I'll save a little bit about Tom Hanks' performance um, in this, but as a film in general, it has no right being as good as it is. It's so silly. It's The the, the entire concept is ridiculous. Why did you cast Tom Hanks as an Eastern European man? Catherine Zeta-Jones, oh my God, I need... Her character... Fucking sucks. If there's anything I don't like about this film, it's her whole plot line. Her entire character is just, I hate men, but I keep going back to them. And it's just... And, like, like that thing we talked about, like, how she talks about oh, how men always lie to her. And Tom Hanks literally did not lie to her in this film. Yeah. She's no. just... a no, Like, the whole plot line is boring. What's interesting is Tom Hanks and the Tooch and Tom Hanks and his pals. That's all really fun. And then... All of her plotline is just like, I really genuinely don't give a shit. Um, And I also think that she is just an annoying character. Um, So I think the romantic side of it doesn't really hit for me. And I think even this film knew that, which is why even though it's supposedly like a romantic film the actual resolution, the final moments aren't anything to do with the romance. The romance fizzles out in the last 10 minutes and it's not the, you know, the big climax resolution that we look for. The big climax resolution is to do with Tom Hanks and his character. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the, this film is just wholesome and fun and genuinely funny, like way funnier than I expected a, uh, a um, Spielberg film to be. Um, no, I-, I I just, I, I, Wholeheartedly loved
1: this film. What did you think? Um, I mean, I agree. Like, I, I the only thing I slightly disagree on is like, I think all the way through his career, I think Spielberg is really good at like small bits of humor within like other genres. So th- films like the Indiana Jones films are really funny films, although they're action films first, right? And he's not necessarily a director of comedy so much. He is like this kind of grand orchestrator of emotion, like, of emotions through kind of spectacle and stuff, and then, but he gets good comedy bits in Then I think this is that kind of stretch larger with a lot less on the spectacle. Like, it's it's still shot really well. I love the shooting all the way through. I think the score's really fun. It's like the a nice, like... great. I, I was going to say, you know, obviously John Williams is John Williams, and, like, has, a, you know, a huge number of brilliant, kind of famous scores. But actually, there's a score like this, which I'd love to have on, like, you know, CD or vinyl or whatever, and, like, just put on the background, because actually it's quite nice, like, background music it's nice like incidental music it kind of really does like enhance the the your watching of it and i think that's brilliant i think you know it, it i find it really interesting that often not immediately after 9-11 but in this kind of period after 9-11 and i know we talk about that like every episode at the moment but um spielberg makes two films about flying like he makes um catch me if you can which is about the kind of wonder of going across the world blah, blah blah and he makes um this film which is a sort of like a in a way a horror film but like a comedy based on being stuck in an airport which is an experience yeah. that everyone to some extent everyone's been delayed or everyone who's flown semi-regularly like once a year has probably been delayed for a flight so i think everyone can to some extent like get this there's a great bit at the beginning of the film where um you know i think i think um He's Tom being first introduced to the terminal. And I can't remember if he asked what I meant to do or if the just the, the right hand man, the guy we barely talks about, but um just you know, says you know, to do what everyone else does in an airport shop. And actually it is sort of in a way like about like about that experience of like being in an airport is not a thing designed where you could do it with no money, you need money, and it's kind of this, this very fun, like, madcap thing based on that. And I think especially comparing it to The Lady Killers last week, which I found a lot less joy in, like, it was a film which I guess you could possibly also describe as, like, tr- that was a lot trying, I think, a lot harder to be funny. Yes, absolutely. And it was a that's lot where, less that's straight
0: That's that falls flat in its comedy compared to this. This just... yeah. It doesn't shove the comedy in your face. There's just something very likeable about everyone on screen. So therefore you are more in a better mood anyway. And therefore the comedy just lands really well.
1: 100%. And I think, you know, the the fact... I think it plays a lot differently now in light of kind of recent changes in things... In in immigration policies in America. You know, I think the fact that the bad guy in this film is the head of... Like the head of immigration (laughs) is something I think you can... Possibly now more so than 2004 feels more um right and like you could have easily made this film where like the hero of not the hero of this film but someone like Tucci was less of a villain like less of a straight villain whereas actually like this film kind of suggests that the I don't know I, I feel like this film is loves immigrants and loves people going to America and like understands why people want to immigrate to America and like about you know what people will put themselves through to go to this country even if it's just for a moment like you know that it's special to people and it likes that more than it likes a protectionist view of an america and I, I think all that stuff is brilliant so i think for me weirdly for a film which i, I think you're spot on when you said it, it's right film right time but watching this film this time around i felt like it was a five-star movie i like I, and I don't know why i'm not sure i feel that way any other time in watching this but it did feel like that this time
0: yeah, like what I sort of joked about it last week um, at the end of the episode, saying like this is a film about uh, a man being trapped in a building and not being allowed to leave. Who could relate to that? And yeah. thinking that that like that might make this a bit more of a depressing watch at this time, as you want to escape. But like the fact, the fact that a film that is about someone being trapped did not make me reflect further on the fact that I. I I'm living in a time where I am mm. uh, semi-trapped in in a house is insane, and it speaks to how heartwarming uh, and and nice this film is. Yeah. I sort of held off on giving uh, my my score because I think I'm giving this a six. I oh think, wow! Ge- genuinely, like absolutely, like you say, right right film, right time, and and so the the fa- it, but it's genuinely shocking to me that this received such middling reviews, especially because. At the time, the time in which it's made, as we've discussed, was a time in which people are probably looking for more light-hearted escapist sort mm. of films. We have come back around to a time where we're probably looking for those sorts of things. So it's insane to me that that it doesn't have better reviews. I'm not saying that this is the greatest film ever. No. I'm just saying that my personal enjoyment of this film was fantastic, and I will accept that probably levels of low expectations and like oh, yeah, yeah. how much it surprised me definitely plays into that, but Mm -hmm. I will distinctly remember watching this film for a very long time because it was just a genuinely wholeheartedly lovely experience to watch. Um, And on that,
1: Tom Hanks' performance. (laughs) Oh, very clearly, it's a one-star performance. What? What? So weird. I am sorry. I can't call this a good performance. I can only call this a bizarre performance. Oh my God. Wait, 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 wait. What did I give him last week? Uh, last week you gave him a two. Oh, okay. I guess I have to give him a two then. Like, I can't go lower. It's not worse than the Lady Killers. But like, oh man, like it is such a, a weird performance.
0: Absolutely fuck you. This is a six. This is one of my favourite performances of Tom Hanks's ever for a few and, and I will I will actually explain that a little bit further I'm obviously being a bit hyperbolic in the six but there was sure. something very I'm interesting in I'm, I mean I'm yeah. not being hyperbolic I am giving him a six yeah. <laughs> but um, there was something that very interesting that happened to me with, uh, yeah. with watching this film mm-hmm. and I will fully accept that the accent plays a lot into this but yeah. in having watched Tom Hanks in a lot of fucking things at this point, mm. you can start to get a little bit of a fatigue of sure. the Tom Hanksy nature of a lot of his performances and the things that he is absolutely good at, but clearly recur a lot in his roles. But also, you can just start to very much see Tom Hanks and not see a character. So very like often when I'm watching other films of Tom Hanks because I've seen him so many times and because I'm doing a Tom Hanks podcast, I'm seeing Tom Hanks. I'm not seeing the character and I can't explain it. But about halfway through this film, I stopped seeing Tom Hanks and I start I was exclusively watching this as Victor Novichki or whatever his name is. There's something about his performance, which he much more than I think in other things. And I think to his I agree. It's weird. And he shouldn't have been cast in it. It's fucking weird. But, and like I say, the accent will obviously play in this uh, a lot because it allows me to forget that it's Tom Hanks a lot more when he's doing a different voice. But he adds a lot of physicality to this character. There is a very specific physicality to this sort of goofy, lumbering man. Um, He genuinely plays a lot of the fear uh, of a man who's had his country, like, completely torn apart like when in that first scene where he can barely speak any english but he's looking at the um news reports of krakosia and trying to desperately try to figure out what's going on trying to get people to translate i think there's genuinely fantastic heartfelt moments in that when he's talking about his dad like at the end when like there's multiple times where he genuinely hits the heartfelt moments but he also builds a very realistic and shockingly believable character that i was fully invested in like i say halfway through this film i stopped seeing tom hanks and i stopped remembering that i'm watching a tom hanks acting and i was just fully invested in watching what was going to happen to my dear friend victor um I again the,
1: yeah you know, carry on you, what were you gonna say sorry you know what jamie you've persuaded me around i'll, I'll bump him from a two to a four um oh uh, i i agree with you i i think i think part of it is like a good example of what good direction does in yes. the difference between this from the last one. I think the issue not like the issue with the lady killers is obviously Tom, Tom Hanks is, I, I, I think for the most part actors, like I think they're rare cases of this just get better with age for the most part. Like I think they're actors who this doesn't necessarily be the case. I think someone like Bruce Willis cares a lot less about being an actor now. So I yeah. think he tends to do worse. I think for a long time, Hugh Grant, like in the middle of his career was just, doing stuff for the paychecks and I don't think particularly cared about acting I think he's come round on that so I think there are periods where sometimes they're worse I think the the good example these are t- two films of the same year they're both like very mannered performances the difference is like Spielberg knows what he's doing with the whole film whereas in The Lady Killers the film was flawed from the beginning and he did I don't think he really they really understood what they were doing with it. and therefore the Tom Hanks performance for me came across just like a whole bunch of ticks whereas this you're right this is not a tick thing like the accent's the accent but that's just part of the character you're right what i will say um two things one i really love his uh there's i think you know how people talk about like the kubrick stare like there's always shots in kubrick films where he's kind of like staring down the lens yeah. and, like like get looking really menacing and i think there's also one for that which is like the spielberg like looking in awe at things and there's a shot of that in this movie where um i think it's when gupta stops the airplane and you see tom hanks looking out the window and he's kind of covering his mouth and he's in awe and i'm like that's that is affecting, and I do think, weirdly, despite a lot of his more famous films being earlier in his career, that Tom Hanks does get immensely better at acting the longer he does it. Like, I again, we're still coming up to some of my favourite Tom Hanks performances and things like um, Saving Mr. Banks, and then especially Captain Phillips, which I, I again am not trying to beg, but I do love that film. But and I think this is, you're right, a really good performance where he's not a leading actor in the sense of you go and you see the name, and I know he refers to the character as Tom Hanks, but you're right, he begins to become more of a character actor, even if it is weirdly managed. What I will say, the second thing, is that, uh, unfortunately, the reason why I can't give it a five is uh, what this reminds me more than anything, anything in the whole wide world, is uh, about two and a half years ago, uh, I was down in London for a weekend, and I got a text from Jamie and Ben. Ben, uh, friend of the show. (laughs) Uh, yes I, me, I
0: forgot to bring this up
1: Yeah. asking me <laughs> to be in a sketch um about because they had written a sketch and they're going to shoot one in the park and i was like great absolutely no problem and i kind of show up on the day and jamie's like here's your lines learn them and i'm like ah professional thanks um so i'm learning these lines learning these lines i like kind of in a scene and in it i think i'm meant to be playing you you were
0: no you were a human trafficker in
1: that I was scene tra- oh, e- even better and jamie was playing uh moldovan immigrant scolari yes <laughs> And Jamie starts doing this accent that is genuinely the weirdest thing. And if you can, like, I'm not sure if it's on YouTube, but it's definitely on Facebook. So if you know us and look on Facebook, uh, we may, if they still have it, see if we can get them to share it on Twitter. But, um, uh, it is almost spot-on a weird impression of Tom Hanks in this film. It is like, having not seen the movie, you've done almost a pitch-perfect parody <laughs> of Tom Hanks in this movie, and I can't separate the two. That Moldovan immigrant Scolari and um, Kharkovian immigrant uh, Tom Hanks are, are one and the same for me, so that, yes, that um... knocks down a point.
0: Two things uh, I would like to say. Firstly, um, the joke of that sketch was that I was a very bad investigative journalist who was playing a terrible uh, impression of a Moldovan person. So... That's fine. I wasn't being offensive. Secondly, uh, uh, secondly, I would like to say that for that sketch, I actually learned the Moldovan National Anthem. Uh, and Tom Hanks couldn't even bother to learn the Albanian National Anthem for this. They just do it in garbled language. So that's bullshit, Tom Hanks. You need to commit better to your weirdly offensive Eastern European accents. Um but yeah I, I, uh, yeah, I watched her with The Girlfriend and she immediately brought up that sketch as well. Uh, that's a very good observation. And thank you very much for uh, the only time I will ever be compared to Tom Hanks. <laughs> um, so we've got the uh, Tom Hanks dick meter. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, this is us tracking. We think that Tom Hanks plays uh, dickish characters early on in his career. And that sort of wanes towards the later parts of his career as he becomes America's daddy. So we've been trying to track that numerically. Um, I'm going to come in strong. I think this is a minus five. I think this is one of the sweetest. I think he's generally one of the sweetest, most wholesome uh, people we've seen in a character. And I don't think he does actually. I I cannot think of a single thing he does wrong in this film.
1: Okay, Jamie. Let me tell you, he's a three. uh, Very simply. One, (laughs) because the accent. What the hell is going on, guys? Come on. Uh, to, uh, of course, is the first time he breaks the Wait, wall, Wait, 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 is... whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. No, stop. You are giving... You think the character is a dickhead for having that accent? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is a bizarre accent. I don't believe it. I'm sorry. I'm deeply suspicious of this main character.
0: I did genuinely, about, about 10 minutes into this film, I was really trying to convince myself that this can... Like, Tom Hanks cannot be playing an Eastern European man. He must be an American that is pretending to be an Eastern European man. That must be where this film
1: is going. That is what that feels like. Uh, So that's one on the dick meter. Uh, Two on the dick meter uh, is of course uh, the first time he breaks the law, which is in the it's got scene. Um, yes. <laughs> which, hey, I'm really sorry, but you helped a man smuggle drugs across international borders. That's that's but dickish, Al all right? Is, the teacher forgot. He's forgot. He's for God. Oh, he's for Oh, you believe that, Jamie. You believe that. You're a fool, all right? I'm sorry, but the lawful evil, uh, Stanley Tucci is correct, uh, versus the chaotic, good uh, Tom Hanks in this. Uh, look, he's chaotic, good, but unfortunately he does bring chaos and enable someone to smuggle drugs over international borders. I don't think that's acceptable. Uh, the other thing, of course, is uh, when he breaks the law by going out without the signature of the Tucci. Uh, and you know what? He should respect his authority and he should have, you know, not gone out illegally you know he broke the law he'll never be back into the states unfortunately he's a three
0: okay well i'll di- i'll i'll respectfully disagree with you there you have not convinced <laughs> me although we have had our first ever example of uh this podcast one of us actually changing the opinion of the other uh yeah. with regards to tom hanks performance <laughs> you will not be changing my opinion here he is a minus five uh and i think uh in uh quite an easy question is this going in your hanks bank yes Yes, of course it is. And it's been been a while where I felt so happy to put something in my Hank's Bank. Like, Catch Me If You Can, I was fairly sure that was going to go in my Hank's Bank. Road to Perdition, I wasn't sure whether I felt like it would go in my Hank's Bank, but I ended up putting in my Hank's Bank. This, I was genuinely so happy that it was good. Like, it's Mm. just... It, like I didn't expect it to be good the first 10 minutes were really bizarre and yeah. so the fact that I ended up enjoying it so much really really made my day.
1: Recently the Guardian uh, released a I think during quarantine they said you know here's a 25 of Tom Hanks best films and I was like oh great obviously I've watched more than 25 of Tom Hanks films by this point um, I will be able to judge the quality of this and it begins with Larry Crown saying this isn't a very good film and it really annoyed me because I was like if you've seen all of Tom Hanks films and thus are able to provide a decent list of Tom Hanks movies, why would you start with a film that you don't think is good at 25? Yeah. And I think like, that is ridiculous. Like, I think there are... There's
0: absolutely 25 Tom Hanks films that are good. Which are good.
1: Yeah, good to great. And like, starting with one which you think is bad. I think the first like five or six were bad. And I'm like he's done 90 things like 90 credits on IMDb. maybe he's done 70 films 60 films like he's got 25 good ones in there and actually i think watching this reminds me that even the ones that people think are bad can be good depending on where you are and what you mood and where you receive it so you know i like it i yeah. thought it was really fun
0: absolutely um, so we uh, we don't need to decide what's uh, going to save humanity this week uh mm. as we are presenting the aliens this week the film the terminal it's also going to be a lot less uh Uh, cumbersome when we come to show this uh, to the aliens because we can't just it on Netflix whereas previously when we've been showing them things we've had to like get a stream up or illegally download it or pay to rent it on Amazon it's just a little bit awkward now me and the baby Yodas we're just going to chill up snug as a bug in a rug watch some Netflix and and chill watching this genuinely wholesome film uh, that I would recommend to anyone in this trying time.
1: It's also Uh, and I think this is good it is suitable for all the family. Like, I feel yeah. sometimes Hank's films aren't, like, even Catch Me If You Can, I think needs to be slightly, like, just because there's some sex in it, like, I think you'd have to be at least, I would say, like, 11, 12 before you watch that film, depending on how much you're okay with your kids watching sex. Or, like, films which, you yeah, have vague sex scenes. Um, This, I think, is suitable for everyone. I don't think there's any swearing. I don't think there's any thing in it which someone above the age of six couldn't they might not enjoy it but they could definitely watch it there's nothing inappropriate. yeah absolutely.
0: And, and looking through i think outside of obviously his animated films that's actually pretty rare for tom yeah. hanks projects uh off the top of my head probably like big like a kid might enjoy yeah. but outside of that the only other like Family friendly ones he's done, though the more rom com ones that a uh, a child's potentially not going to enjoy. I would say
1: Turner and Hooch, but of course, as we all know, Turner and Hooch includes torture and therefore should not be shown to children. (laughs) It is an 18 year rated film.
0: Absolutely. So. Uh, thank you for listening This has been a uh, great fun episode uh, for us to do Uh, I've genuinely just enjoyed talking about this film even more I will probably continue to talk about it uh, with anyone who will ask uh, for the next week or so Um, but in the meantime uh, you can follow us at Hanks Bank Pod on Twitter me at Jamie P Loxton Al at Al underscore C's underscore stuff Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts all those good fun things what else can they do Alexander?
1: All right. So of course, last week I urged you to uh, start your own uh, podcast and dungeons uh, series. But sorry, podcast and dungeons with Jamie and Al series. Um, I, this week I'm going to suggest uh, that you uh, start like live streaming. You listening to this podcast now. I know what you're saying. That's bad. Won't people stop downloading the episodes? No, no, no. Don't worry we just need you to bring more people in people love watching people listening to other things on twitch that's absolutely fine we give you our permission to do that just make sure they download our episode in doing so uh you know maybe other things you could do um of course you could uh throw some money into the toilet and take a photo of it and tell people to listen to hank's bank or they're throwing money down the toilet um, and I think that is the best idea I have today. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, oh, no, 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 so, no. So, what oh. you can do is, no, no, what you can do, I forgot about this. Of course, being in social isolation, you can't go outside. That's a problem. So what do you do? First of all, you got a friend. And I'm sure your friend is living someone. Maybe it's the boyfriend. Maybe it's the brother. Who knows? What you're going to do is you're going to use that friend, start asking romantic questions about the person they're with, and feeding that information back to you. Then when quarantine ends, you're going to give that friend to uh, a ring. You're going to tell that friend to then propose for you on your behalf to whoever was the other person they're living with, whether it be their brother, whether it be their actual boyfriend. Then you steal that person away from them, and then you make them download the podcast once they are free.
0: There you Amazing. Go. Now, if you want to get out ahead of us, uh next week we are reviewing Elvis Has Left the Building. No, that is not the untitled Elvis project that Tom Hanks was working on in Australia. Little, do you know Tom Hanks has been in two Elvis related things? Uh Kim Bassinger murders a bunch of Elvis impersonators and tries to oh, get yeah. away with it. Uh it sounds fucking terrible. So get excited great. for us uh tearing that also, apart next week. Did you
1: week. know the um the 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 Elvis project uh, he was working on in Australia is a Baz Luhrmann film, which I am so excited Ooh, for. Shit. Like, oh, that's cool! I love Baz Luhrmann films. I'm really excited for this. It's going to be so weird. Like, that is an aggressively weird film for Tom Hanks to be doing age 60. So, so
0: obviously, everyone keep on washing your hands and staying safe. From me, Jamie, and my co-host Al, that's one more EP in the bank.
1: Is week? Okay, it it's is cool Is gold? is Uh. good. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: Hank's back.